Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me isn't Lee Michael Kimbrell. Ooh. How are you, boys and girls? Can I do a Mike Webster? Yeah, do Mike Webster. Mike Webster. Yay! Mike Webster. Uh, we have some guests, but I'm going to do the reads real quick. Unless uh, we hijack them. You could hijack them, which I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes Same. I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm <laughs> betting on my team just because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're a kind of guy who likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code... Chair. Oh, chair. Chair. To, chair to activate your offer. That's promo code chair, chair to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Even me? You, if you play, you win. You play to win the game. That's right. Or else why even play at all? With home security, there's two ways <laughs> you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Such a pain in the ass. Or there's the other way. Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your home in safety. Holy you shit. get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbell alerts to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensor guard inside. You barely notice it's there, but that's what's truly remarkable if you can set up this system all by yourself. Not if. You can. You can do it. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs for your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at any moment notice, 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. You don't even need renter's insurance. Go to simplysafe.com today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to use simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. We have the meats. We have the meats. So those are the reads. That's you have nothing first... to lose except your TV. None. And That's you know a what? great deal. Here's the thing. No one's breaking in here. It's like a nine-flight walk-up with an industrial door and the glass has got like that wiring in it. So if you punch through... You're losing a ditch. And like, you just showed us all your guns. You have so many guns. Oh, God. God. I got two fucking 45s right oh, here, baby. Fuck. Also, guest today since Lee's in <laughs> New York City. The Windy Apple of Angels. That's right. The 
queef by the bay. That's what they say. People get jones. Hey. It's a terrific day in Thunder Bay. Who's sitting next? Who's sitting next to me? I mean, look. Okay, so I just want to have. I just want to say something real quick. Sure. Well, you then. were talking about earlier on the uh, my bookie read about how you can bet morning, day, and night. I reject the concept of time, and sitting next to you is also kind of questionable. Like you sure did The concepts of space and time were created by man, thus they are fallible. I don't agree with them, uh, but I guess just to keep the keep. Back up. We don't even know where it left off. Yeah, where did it leave off? Rant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it is. It really doesn't because time. Uh, yeah, as nothing you're matters. Eat at Arby's, embrace the media. We just went into a wormhole where we don't know which dimension we're in or what timeline we're in. And the question that Billy asked was, who's sitting next to me? And you have yet to say your name. Great job bringing this back on track. It's almost like you and another person in this room hosted a podcast together for like five years. Still haven't said your first or last name. Well, who's asking? We are. Oh, okay. Do you want to jump in? No, I'm fine. Okay. I can handle this. I mean, for if you guys are asking, like, just between us girls, I'm Danny Holy Samet. fuck. Thank you. I'm Danny Samet. Uh, I do a few things. I work in the music industry as a t-shirt guy for Thrice, Foxy Shazam, Two-Door Cinema Club, and others. And then this summer, I'll be working for USA Baseball's Prospect Development Pipeline, helping young athletes achieve all their hopes and dreams before they... Well, I'm not going to say it. They're, all, they're athletes. They're better at what they do than we are at what we are. Like It's just their jobs. They're, yeah. like, they're, they're great athletes. We're mediocre at everything. You're a great do. merch guy. I'm yeah. a good merch guy. You're like, a great merch guy. But, like, where... You get, the, you get the crispy threads. You understand it. Like, would you, would you, like, comp me as, like, a Cody Bellinger or, like, a Jeff Keppinger? Or, like, somewhere in between? Um, I, I would, you know... Donkey show. You're, you're not even a person, show? you're a donkey show. But okay, that's so, fair. So I'm Madison Bumgarner. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Dude, I want to get I want to cool. at some point. I'll, Great ta- cool. I'll, I'll take that. I'm did you guys Mad- already talk about that? No. Uh, you, well, oh, you yes. did, we did last week, but I don't mind talking about it more. Okay. It's so fucking perfect. I'm the Madison Bumgarner of merchandisers. I think you're the Alex Bregman. Wow, man. What, you think I'm dishonest? No, I think that you mash, you don't, you know, and you're already great, and if any scandal were to come up to you, you would discredit it and and deflect. Yeah, just discredit and deflect. Exactly. He's a good Jewish boy. That's what we do. We discredit and deflect. That's right. And then prove that you were already great in the first place, and you didn't need it. You know what? Okay, I'm buying it. Thank you. All right. Thank thank you for that compliment. And sitting across from me is... Uh, Tyler Snipes, I'll be very efficient here. Uh, I've been on the show before. <laughs> if you should be one thing in life, it's efficient. Thank you uh, for disrupting my efficiency You're here. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I love the new Nasty Boys and Girls. I hopefully am a familiar voice uh, you on are. the show. I've been on a few times, and I'm delighted to be back. If you don't know my thing, I'm a soccer writer, but I love baseball, and I love these boys, and I'm very happy to do whatever the fuck we're about to do. Fuck yeah. That's what I like to I hear. I think we're going to get nasty. I'm so, so nasty. nasty. I've got the coronavirus. <laughs> You're a carrier? Nasty. Well, good thing I'm waiting for one, you know? <laughs> what, are you my fridge? Because you're a carrier. Yeah, and Come we're going to make out. Mm-hmm. All of us. So, I've got the Modelo virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one, Greg. Let's get back to our 401k. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you asked who I am. I am Greg. Am Greg, yeah. Am Greg. We're all just known Greg. as Greg. So oh. I just, you know what? I'm just going to take a minute to plug the Greg podcast at the end of the episode. I'll be, 
the Greg group text, rather. Anybody uh, listening, can we just invite them to the group no, chat? No, no, no. It's carefully curated. Okay. So, I don't know if 23 people is carefully no, curated. Really? <laughs> you are late to the game. Believe me, it is. I Okay. Okay. How many so, people have been in this group chat? Literally It's hundreds. been like five years. So, five years ago, when I was living in Atlanta, I was stoned on my couch Nobody knows night. what we're talking about. No, so I know. I'll get there. I'm, 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 so, you're going to tell them the details yes. before you tell them what it is. Okay. So, it's a group text that Again, is... we can jump in, Billy. It's nope. part meme thread, it's part politics, it's part people just upping each other, and it's There's a lot of no shit politics. posts. There's been a lot of politics. Yeah, there has been just, just supporting Bernie. Yeah, that's politics. There's no discourse <laughs> or dialogue. That's politics. Okay. But five years ago, when I was living in Atlanta, I was stoned on my couch one night, and I thought it would be funny to add people from all different parts of my life Music, Cincinnati friends, Atlanta friends, sports friends, there's people from all different parts of my life, add them to one group text. And like 70 people later, everybody just started adding people. And it got to the point where there was so much happening in this iMessage thread that it broke iMessage and it kept adding people back in. People couldn't leave. The group text became sentient. And now <laughs> five years later, there's just like a core 25 of us and we all get it and we all are Greg. Yeah, and it's yeah. a be- it's really one of the best. Th- it's the longest commitment I've ever had in my life. Wow, and it's it's a really great thing. It's just it's all positive. It's all people just shooting the shit and I helping each other like out. I only know like three people in it. Yeah, and but- I only know like who seven are. No, but like yeah. straight up, here's the thing with Greg. Like straight up, like if either of you were if you were doing like if you were going to a soccer game and needed a place to stay if you were on tour doing stand up and needed a place to stay if you sent a text like hey I'm in Orlando I'm in Cleveland I'm in Atlanta. You would have, like, everybody would bust ass to find you a place to stay. You would not be without but, a like, couch to I stay don't home. go to Atlanta without a place to stay. Well, you, you would could. have one because of Greg. Yeah. I'll just fall on that next time. Fall yeah. on the Greg sword. It always yeah. it always revives you. Awesome. If you want a keep... uh, drunk freelance uh, soccer writer on your couch, <laughs> I'm coming at you, Greg. Or you want a, my, uh, an overweight comedian who talks about food and baseball. I got you covered. I'll cover the neurotic Jewish guy base. We just need one person to hit a grand slam and we're all in. Oh, mm. Now I'm thinking about Dan. Eugenio Suarez, anyone? Oh. oh. Sorry, this guy's so So is so he going to be ready? Do we want to go straight into baseball? I don't care. I, I, don't, need need a, I don't need a lube or a foreplay. Let's just go. Well, yeah, okay. I don't is care. He we can going go going to be ready by opening day now? It seems, seems that like way. So the initial prognosis was like, Shaky, I mean, well, we and all we know. We're all brokenhearted. Well, no bodies. It was just loose bodies in his shoulder. I mean, I'm a loose body in different ways, but, like, <laughs> we all know, like... About your ass. No, not about my yeah, ass, but, like... Yeah, we, we all know about it. Eugenio Suarez's smile is so profoundly perfect that it's not human. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, like... He's oh, an angel. He's an angel. He's, like, he is sent here from another realm to baseballs and smile profoundly and fuck with Jim Day. Yes. And I think, I don't know, it it just seems like from what everyone said, from what Vado said in the Jim Day show weeks ago to everything we're seeing, like, with his, like, prognosis and, like, the way he's training, like, if not opening day, like, pretty soon after, like, I... I, here's the, I don't think he's going to go on the DL to start the year. I don't it? either. That's, What's that's the, the PC well, name hold on, hold on, the DL? IL, sorry. Thank I-L. you. I'm Jesus. Wow. I'm canceled. You're going to work for our country. Hashtag. Represent this game yeah, on time, a national level. Time's up, dude. Dude, I'm canceled. Yeah, but... You're a minority, one, you'll get by. There is one problem with <laughs> Eugenio Suarez, and it is this year's earring selection. 
What is that? That black dangly cross. He is not Michael Jordan. Yeah, he is. It's just too much. I don't think, like, I, I don't think there's it's such... too much. If it was an okay, upside well, down cross, we'd all be on board. Well, oh, okay. for sure. So we, we can talk about this. We'll get to this part. You and I talked earlier over Cigar. You said you think Derek Dietrich is making the team. Yeah. Assuming that's the truth, which I believe... A dangly black cross earring is not too much on a team that has Derek Dietrich on it. That's fair. That's fair. But it seems like the, that earring is so out of character for Eugenio. He loves Jesus. He is Jesus. He loves Jesus, him. but a black little dangle cross, which, you know, is I'm the like, color okay, that's the problem. No, it's in the size of it is more of the problem. It's How big huge. is it? How big are we talking it's like, it's, I don't know. It's big for an earring. It's like three inches. The problem is there's a big chain, and then, the, then there's like the cross too. So I mean, it could just be a spring training drift. I hope it's just spring training. But it doesn't match the bubbly personality Wait, and the hold smiles. On. You probably have... Here we go. I'm going to bring in the lady. first... I'm going to bring in the first lady okay. of the new Nasty Boys. Alicia, what do you think about Eugenio Suarez dangly cross I need here? to Google this. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. Uh... I think it's so fucking goofy that I love it. See? Like, it's so fucking goofy that I love it. It's out of character. It's not, though. He's a good boy. He loves Jesus. I mean, listen to the exchanges he has with Jim Day every day. (laughs) Jim Day with Jim Day every every day. day. Jim Day. Every day. It's like not coming up in his Google. I changed my mind that I'm going to have another bourbon, but I can't get this ice ball. you got to, like, get to the flaps. So is it dazzled? Yeah. Arby's. No, it's just, like, blank, like, flat. Just a regular. It's long. It is very long. I think I... I think I like it. And I haven't seen it. I Googled Eugenio Suarez earring, and nothing came up. And then just him and recent, and nothing came up. Look, I think that... I don't think it'll stay into the regular season, but like either way, like I think the I think point, he needs a red and white one. The point well, is, but you know what? Two spring trainings ago, I thought that that hair wasn't going to stay, and here we are. Well, oh, I so, love okay. his hair. So, yeah. Alicia, here's my point: if it was an earring by itself in a vacuum on Eugenio Suarez, yes, that's too much, but it's not. Eugenio Suarez is the heart and soul of this red And He's a saucy Venezuelan daddy yes. with some flavor that we shouldn't try Absolutely. to Absolutely, but at the same time, Let him he be is, saucy. he's protected not only in the lineup by Derek Dietrich, but in the swag department by Derek Dietrich. He's protected in the lineup <laughs> well, by yeah. Derek Dietrich. Every, Derek, you just everything said. that Derek does... It was a joke. I was oh. trying to get to the point I was making. Yeah. That he's protected yeah. in the sauce lineup by Derek Dietrich. Right, and Derek is just like... Everything he does is perfectly in character. He's got like the greaseback hair. He's got the shine to his skin, and he's got that olive skin mixed with that giant chain. I'm like, you're 100 in character all the time, and he's just—he's got the sexy, yoked, beautiful man muscles. Oh, he's—he's—he's he's, he's got. They're all glamour muscles. Oh yeah. Now, are, and I love Derek Dietrich. If I'm sure he's listening, but um, are we sure he's just not a douche? No, he's not. He's a nice ass guy. Well, yeah, I, but like the swag. Like, is he? Um, is his Instagram riddled with shirtless pics? No, 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 like, no. It's just like the only with the time wife he's or ever. Girlfriend. I, I've, I've always thought about the only that. time he's ever like in the public eye, like broing out, is either. Uh, he looks like Matthew McConaughey yes, with that. It's hair. either mm-hmm. like joking about when they were wearing sleeveless jerseys and doing curls, or yeah. it's in the hot tub with Trevor Bauer thing, which is purely tongue in cheek. It's so great, and those two have become buds, and I love that because Trevor's like death, like the the death metal mixed with 
like just is super Hell analytics. Yes. So 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 I'm far left. On so school shooter vibes. School shooter vibe one hundred percent. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up to Goodyear in his Hummer, gets out and he's wearing a duster. Yeah, like, that kind of vibe. <laughs> But, like, Dietrich's, like, Ferrari, slicked back hair, Miami Vice. Yes. Gonna stick in your butt, not ask. Do you think he chews gum during his press? Derek Dietrich? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel yeah. like he does. Oh, 100%. That's just rude. No. You, okay, so... You're on camera, don't be chewing gum. Well, no, no, okay. No, I don't think that's too much to ask. Okay, look, Tyler, c- can I rebuff that? Okay. As somebody that speaks a lot, like, at merch, I'm engaging every customer, I'm talking to Do you to chew them. gum at work? Yes, because my yeah. mouth gets dry and I need to keep a talkative voice. I agree. Is anybody going to come to my aid? Alicia, you're a vocalist. You Do have you like to... when anybody's chewing gum talking to you? It doesn't bother gum me. Gum is a private moment, okay? I'm alone. <laughs> also, I'm the And I know that I'm right in your own. You're also the, the single most neurotic person I know. I know, but I know what it feels like when somebody's chomping gum, and I can... Only you feel that. Yeah. No. No. I think it's a favor, because they're thinking about me, about me when they're yeah, chewing on ju- it. If and you it's recently just had a tuna, then fine. That's okay. Okay. Well, but if you know you're going to be on camera, and you're chewing gum, you're going to... Here's something that bothers me. There's a comic I had to tell to stop chewing gum on stage. Okay. Like a new open mic guy. Same thing. Different, because he's on stage performing. On a hot mic, yeah. On a hot mic. Mm-hmm. That I get. But if they're doing a press conference or they're doing a post-field interview... If you're wearing a suit and you're on a camera, there's chewing gum is unforgivable. Ah. I disagree. I disagree. Um, okay, I think, okay. Well, I think that... The I, listeners, if you would like to come to my aid, I, I need it. I, well, you need AIDS. Yeah, I need AIDS. <laughs> what about Corona? That's more trendy. I already have it. Hey, that's true. I forgot. Yeah. Mike Webster. I, yeah. What is Mike? Um, who is Mike? Mike is Lee's cousin. Okay. He rules. He's the best. He's going to be in Cincy on Saturday, but I'm out of town, and Lee's out of town. Lee's in New York. We'll hold it down. We'll hold it Mike. down. Yeah, yeah, you should hit him up. He rules. So what do you think of that? What do you think of that? I, I gave Tyler a spotted cow. Isn't that delightful? Is that the Ooh, new form me, of Corona? Me, um, is, that yeah. like the, is that like the junior, ver- like the AAA version of Mad Cow Disease? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say it's good. Yeah, no, it is very, well, very good. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me... But I switched no, it with my teeth. I, I got this. I got this. Here, Nate, play no, both. No, you don't swish it around. Don't okay. just make it. I don't know how like me. to do a fancy beer taste. Yeah, you know, like it tastes good, very good to me. You really get like a good malt profile and there like a hoppy flavor. You know, it tastes like uh, yeah, that's how you do it. It tastes like beer. You know, it's like well, with a hint of lemon. There's a little hint of lemon in there in that ale. The cigar yeah. completely killed my palate. Mine too. Yeah, that's why I'm drinking. I didn't have a cigar, anymore. and it's very fruity. Um, okay, well, I just like, I, my palate is, like, is thrashed harder than. Pitchers will be when the Reds line up as fast That was terrible, but no, I like felt it. like a lemon. Yeah, like a defect all yeah. the time. No, 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 like <laughs> the freshness. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, yeah. you know. It, no, I'm with you. You don't yeah. have to die on this hill. I uh, agree okay, with you. look, I'm just gonna. This be is honest. a great beer. Uh, I know that Manscaped is no longer a sponsor. Yeah, I just found out it's a bummer. I'm not gonna. This isn't a plug for them, but it's related to them. Uh, so when I'm on tour, it's like I don't have time to be engaging in activities that require me to. You don't be... trim your pubes when you're living on a bus. Correct. So <laughs> uh, after six weeks of tour, when I got home, I took the weed whacker down there, and I feel so fresh. I Good, feel great. Yeah. Do you uh, do you want to ever try some of this ball deodorant? That that's a game changer. No. I would love to. I'll try anything twice. Ooh, okay. All right, well, I'll, g- I'll give you a little bag. Oh, you know what? Up. Speaking of trying things, 
Yeah, what are you, what are you into? Shoe off. He's taking yeah, off the sock. Oh my god. There it is. I kind of like that. I, I have hot, the hottest pink toenails right now. Dude, Did you buy yourself? No, I got a pedicure on tour. And they were like, what color do you want? And uh, my friend and I were like, oh, whatever. They're like, oh, what, hot pink? And we're like, yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, but now I'm having the thing where like my feet are sweaty from like just existing all day and having to put a sock back on. Oh, Do you think Eugenio has painted toenails? Uh, no, I don't think he has painted toenails. I think he has perfectly manicured toenails. Agreed. As somebody, like, just being on your feet all day. Like, the thing with the pedicure, it's not just about the nails. Like, they take the fuck care of your feet. And I'm on my feet all day. I need to get my feet rubbed. I need to get my feet scraped. It helps a lot. And you know what? Like, if I'm a professional athlete with millions of dollars to my name, you bet your ass I'm getting pedicures at least twice a week. Sure. That's fair. I bet Dietrich knows the best spots to go get his feet pedicured in every city. My favorite thing about Dietrich that I heard... (laughs) You're definitely right. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. But, like, no, like, I heard on a podcast... It was on the Jim Day show. I forget which one. I think it was Nick Senzel. Uh, They were talking about Dietrich, and they're like... He just has the plug everywhere. Like they everywhere. Had, they got rained out in St. Louis, and with twenty minutes heads up, he got them a reservation with with appetizers waiting at the table at yeah. Ruth Chris. No, Ruth's it was a Ruth Chris. Chris. It was a Ruth's Chris. It was like a. It was like a local spot. It was like a local steakhouse. Okay. Do we have an explanation on Ruth's Chris? I've googled as- it. No, but it doesn't make any I've fucking gone, sense. It's been like a long, drunken conversation between me and a band on tour once. Uh, I forget who it was with, but we Googled it, and it is. it was a woman named Ruth created a business, and Chris was her husband, I think, and it's the Chris's steakhouse belonging to Ruth. So it is intentionally Ruth. It's owning Chris's stupid. steakhouse. They could just change it. It could just be way easier than that, but it's not. Um, for the listeners, Billy is taking a panorama of me, Alicia, and Tyler, and I'm carrying this podcast by myself. No, you're just in the middle of some boring as fuck. You're talking about the Ruth's Chris. Yeah, yeah I'm, you, <laughs> you can't have you dead air. like, <laughs> the long way. This isn't the Lance McAllister show. You can't have dead air. Well, you Right, can, you but. could just be like, I don't fucking know. And that <laughs> then we get into that question, which is fine. So, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, um, really. You know. But we were at Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. We were enjoying we some were. cigars. Cigars. You and guys, Bourbon. you and Lee have to get him. We failed. We tried, and we to failed. get Jeff. Yeah, we you tried. said you slid into his DMs. Yeah, and he answered. No, like I've been. Like, in... He's like, you can just fucking no, like, hit like, him up. And he's I like chirp the dude on Twitter. Like he yeah. was posting today about like. Helping in Nashville, like my buddy's been. He just says doing. he's busy, which I'm sure he is. No, like he's a fucking tycoon. Yeah, but like I don't know. I like even if not on a hot mic, I just want to hang out with the dude. Well, we all do, but like mm. I would love to have like the definitive like, like UC the, versus Xavier, like just talk all Cincinnati your favorite sports. Bengals player ever. Just, like a just three get him on a track. Did I tell you I saw him at opening day one time going into the ballpark? What was he wearing, dude? He was wearing a leather, <laughs> leather American flag jacket. How like fucking not like, yeah. like the whole thing was like red, white, and blue with it going up the sleeves with the stars on the back. So you now know is that douchey or just having money? That's, no, that's tight as shit. That's yeah. awesome. so, I'm, I rock with so, it. And you know for a fact he was hanging out with his boy Kid Rock the night before. <laughs> oh, for sure. And uh, not only that, he was flexing. Uh, he was flexing walking up to the Grosley Terrace with a Churchill in his mouth. Just like a baby's arm hanging out. 
<laughs> just walk it in, just like, fuck you, you know who I am, I'm gonna smoke here. He has it's like a $100,000 season ticket package. Oh, at I least, mean, at least. Like, at minimum. He, he's gotta own a box. Probably. That's the I way to go. I think he owns like 17 diamonds. He doesn't want to sit in the sun. No, he's in a box. He but probably owns diamond seats to give away. Yeah, it's right. true. Yeah. One lucky visitor of his restaurant. God. Or I'm sure that shit happens. Like, you're just there one night, and, like, the waiter just puts that in your bill. That seems well, like no, a very like, classic no, like, no, that's... Well, like, that's the thing. Like, honestly, with Jeff Ruby's, it's like, yes, it's expensive, but, like, they really take care of you. Like, and I, I feel like the and way... we th- need to take care well, of Well, I, I agree, but, like, I feel like <laughs> the, the way that they take care of celebrities is probably, like... Because any, any brand, any sports team can, like, tweet at a band, like, oh, hey, like, you want to come to the game, blah, blah. Like, that's so, like, in the public eye and obvious. Like, I would have no doubt that there's, like, a, like, backdoor, like, handshake shit going on that takes care of everybody. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's the Chiluminati. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, Shout hope- out Mark Borison. That was a project. I sent you one desperate attempt. Do you remember yeah. seeing that and how, like, ugly it was? Jeff Ruby, they do it very right. They get the photo up. Oh, yeah. But you don't hear anything before. No. They just right. do it's the just, photo, it's just, and he hooked them up. It yep, just, that's they, it. He yeah. hooks them up, they do the photo, and then six months later, their picture's on the wall. Well, here's also the it's thing so with the, the precinct, that they have that tiny private room in the basement, which I've had the luxury of eating in, that you could just sneak people in and out without anybody noticing. Yeah. It's like beyond the bathroom, and you just like go down, and there's just nothing. Or the, it's a fucking cop station. There has to be a private area, an even more private area that we don't know about. I bet, dude. I bet they just fucking kill the cows right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> they just drain them. You want the freshest of beef? Bring out Betsy! You're a football player and you like rare? Wait till you see this. <laughs> <laughs> they just hear the cowbell from like slowly approaching. <laughs> chunk, 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 chunk. What the fuck? It's like, oh yeah, we're bringing out your meal. You get to pick your cut. <laughs> well, but then it's not dry aged. Well, but it's fresh as fuck. Yeah. You're right. That's what they want. Just like Joe Burrow. It's from Andrew. Oh, hi, Andrew. Hey, Here, let, let me see this. Oh, taking it over? I'm taking it over. Because um, I sent him a picture of us flipping. Live on the pod while me simultaneously Instagramming Andrew Stevens. <laughs> really just killing the game right now. Just, we are. Yeah. There, it's, this is meta as can be. It, it, can, it can't get any more archer. really vibing out. And, uh, really but, on topic. Yeah. Well, so, I, it doesn't yeah. have to. It doesn't have to be. Is there a hot topic though? Like you Not guys have really, been covering no. this ground, and like it's just all roads. Bauer to be would be the only topic. Like Bauer, Bauer like, tipping his pitches was very well, funny. National headlines. Bauer's it, but there there's some good stuff to chew on with the team. Yeah. So let's start with Bauer. Let's just start there. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Trevor Bauer t- tipping his pitches, like just letting them know fastball changeup. That was so much fun for one batter. And then the interview after with Dietrich saying, like, well, you know, he didn't want anyone to get confused that, you know, that we were stealing signs, so he figured he might as well just give them away. So what do you figure that was practically? Like, was he working on fastball? No. And, like, he was just no, it was running against, it? Or it like, was the Dodgers. Like, you have to, like, and, and they said, like, oh, was that, jo- like, was that a joke about the Astros? No, not about the Astros. Like, it's like... Oh, like, yeah, it's obviously, like, a ton, tongue-in-cheek thing with the Dodgers, like... Yeah, like, oh, I'll still beat you even though you know, even though I, you know what's coming. Now Fuck we'll, you. We'll all side on the silly side, but, like, was it practical? Like, was he 
No. Was it, no. Like, there was, was no, fun. there was nothing baseball related to it. Do you appreciate him doing that during spring training? Like, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like, think that I just don't get the point. I guess like well, other than fun. just dick and well, off. okay. Think of it this way. Okay. When an NBA player dunks on somebody and stares them down, is there a point to that? When a soccer player scores a goal and slides across the pitch and takes a shirt off, is there a point to that? No, it's, it's situational. Just, it's players showing their personality. And there's Sometimes something... there's a point. But... Well, yeah, but the, it's it, at the end of the day, whether Trevor or not... was just dicking off. Like there wasn't anything for no, him to get into so. it. Like he, he was doing it at the Dodgers it seemed, specifically yeah. for just shits to, like, and just to take, just to take. We can all love it as much yeah. as it, yeah. But like whether or not, like as you said, like whether sometimes there is like a greater point, but whether or not, even if there is a greater point. It is just showing personality, and that's something the game needs more of. Correct. Now, what do we make of his meeting with Manfred? I love it. Yeah, it was so great. What do you figure was, like, the headliner of that conversation? I mean, it's just pretty clear that Manfred doesn't listen to the players. And it's not his job to, to be fair. Like, his... He is in a... Like, when people look at commissioners of sports, they look at them and think that their job is to work for the league. No, they work for the owners. The owners run the league... The owners control the money. The commissioner's job is to make sure the owners are sorted out. And it's clear that he was doing more of that than listening to the players based on literally every single response to his quote-unquote sanctions on the Astros. Right. Yeah. And Bauer it sounds was, like I'm farting when I move my face <laughs> in chair. And Bauer very publicly was like, hey, you're out of touch with media rights, with promoting individual personalities with players being able to wear whatever they want, with the Astros' punishments, you're out of touch, calling the World Series trophy a hunk of metal, just out of touch. And, like, like it or not, like, it is a positive step by Manfred. That's what you want. Like, right. He needs to be doing more of that. Like, Bauer's saying, like, when you see an awesome dunk in the NBA, it's all over everything. Yeah. It's all over every type of social media. And they don't do that with baseball. And a triple play and, should no, break the fucking internet. No, and, and, I've said this, and I've said this a million times. The best thing about Players Weekend is they get to wear whatever they want and show off their flair and personality. If that was more in baseball, dude, it'd be over because of, of it's the perfect melting pot of all different cultures. Imagine every different every player wearing something different to show that showcase that. It would be on every fucking platform. Like when they like um was it Derek Holland who wore the office themed cleats? Yeah, that ruled so and dope, that shit yeah. like broke the internet. It got memed. Like if you have that happening more often in baseball, more people you will grab it. more headlines. Uh-huh. Like every single day, there's a news cycle about something that an NBA player wore into the arena. Like, why is that not a thing in baseball? Right, or soccer, man. Like, it's, I know it's its own like world. But, like their warm up cleats, much like the NFL, even like yeah. something that we all kind of get a bit of. Like. Why can't baseball players wear pink cleats? Well, the, yeah, let them fucking do it. Like right. even like same pants, same Look, socks, same shirt, you, same hat. Dude, and I'm watching. That's, let them go wild. I guarantee you that nine out of ten people that are making a character in the show are dripping them out so hard. So oh, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm watching. I was watching uh, Cavs Jazz just because I like the Jazz, and dude, I was like just staring at the shoes. I was just like, there's a dude wearing a black shoe and a purple shoe. I'm like, that's that so fucking dope. rules. Like, yeah. If that shit's all over MLB, and they can't just come up and say, oh, it's distracting to the pitcher. Fuck you. Fuck He's a professional off. athlete yeah. who works 
thousands of hours, if not hundreds of thousands of hours, to get to where he is. You think that pink laces are going to throw them off? What do you Fuck think happens you. first? Players can choose the color of their laces, or the Yankees will allow Smarty to have a beard. <laughs> the, the first one. Yeah. The first one. Well, like, what is with the... Well, like, so even looking at the NBA... Because the Reds had that for way too long. Yeah. yeah. That was gone... Real Before fun. we were yeah. kids, right? Like, well, like yeah. looking at the NBA when they do their city edition, like every player <sighs> is wearing like warm up gear and in game jersey gear that's like super wacky and a toast to the city. Like the foul or the the Hawks have like a hoodie that just says peach tree. That's fucking sick. That's yeah. like the main street in Atlanta. Do you guys see that's the NFL sick. hats though? Oh god, how bad those were. Well, NFL fashion. The Bengals one is like Queen City Football Club, but like. They did that kind of thing across the league. It's so it, bad. Some of them are so fucking bad. Well, also, well, football fashion is bad. Based, I, I've got a lot. You, I'm sure that you and I both, Billy, have a lot to say about baseball fashion. Of but. course, but the Reds did the right thing last year by throwing doing uh-huh. a throwback with all of the different jerseys throughout yeah. the 150 years. That was cool as shit. If they did that more often and more teams did that in the league, I think your jersey sales would well, quadruple. See, that that I agree entirely. However, there's a line to ride. Like coming at it from a music perspective, I think it's important to super relevant to baseball. Well, no, just get just let me let me fucking finish, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll take you. I, go cut a switch while I'm making this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like it's important to keep an eye on the future. Like I think what the Reds did with their alternate jersey this year, it's super sleek. It's super cool. The Brewers have those sick jerseys. The Rangers have sick jerseys. Billy, the Astadio jersey I brought you back from yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, those are the light blues. It's baby blue. It's like, it touches on the past, but it's still, like, modern in the way that it's, like, it's an accentuated version of the past. And I think yeah. that pure nostalgia is a double-edged sword. But I think that the underlying point is, yeah, like, make things that more people want to buy. Yeah. So that had what to do with music? That nostalgia Just, is a double-edged sword. Yeah, so you could have... I mean, you could realistically have five... No, okay. You could have five or six... I'll be... Go cut a switch <laughs> with your white vans. I'm going to pour coffee on your vans. Those are, those you like are natural, baby. Yeah. Fuck that. The only thing natural about them is going to be my feces on them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. What's your comeback, huh? None. That's what I thought. So because my foot will be up your ass. No, I'm just so that's s- why they'll be covered in your feces, and they'll be the only natural. Thing. See, moving I, the fuck on. I will suffer through pain to reduce your shoes to feces. To feces. I shoes. know you will because you won't be able to help yourself because my foot will be so far in your ass, you won't be able to render yourself useful in any other way. Who says I won't like that? No, you'll like it, but you will be useless. You can't grab anything. There will be no weapons. It's just you, me, my foot up your ass on that fucking little pathway that we have outside the Devorah Pori. Challenge accepted. I love this. But anyway, you think like... Yeah, I, so coming at it from a music perspective. Yeah, so coming at it from <laughs> a music perspective. But I'm saying you have... Okay, so then you have five to six different uniforms throughout the year then. Instead of, what, the Reds have three, the red alternate for Sunday. And then the white and the gray. White and gray. And the grays are hard as fuck. They always have I do like the uh, I love well, the gray. I like so, the new red a lot. So I know Adidas said this with the NHL. Didn't actually really come to fruition. They said that they would kind of go just boilerplate for year one and then get weird year two. We've talked about this ad nauseum, Tyler, but Nike definitely is has more money than Adidas and yep. they've oh, show, yeah. they've proven that they actually will do that in the NFL and NBA. I see no reason why. I mean, this year like this whole Nike contract like 
Under Armour bailed pretty late in the game. Nike didn't have a ton of time. I think that things are going to get real saucy next year. I think so, too. I think that there's... It's inevitable that the league caves. It's inevitable that the players get that, like, let us be us. I don't yeah. think that's something that's necessarily going to have to wait till the next collective bargaining sit yeah. down. I think yeah. Nike's going to get saucy. I think the players are going to lead the charge. Yep. Can we have a moment of silence for Under Armour being in, like, stick and ball sports? Yeah. They're and just hunting and like fishing in sandals now. Like, I'm also glad that Nike else. got it. I'm so glad. Yeah. Also, yeah. also um, moment of silence for Majestic. I mean, it's Ugh. over. It's over. So sad. I mean, what's left? What, what, what do they have? Anything left? Like just like what youth baseball uniforms? Five ninety nine at TJ Maxx next year. Yeah. Blank T-shirts. <sighs> Athletic cut stuff. Ugh. Like, uh, side sidebar, real quick. What do you think of those new Adidas kit kits for FC Cincinnati? Um, which so like the away ones they got to get funky. The home ones that were black. part of the uh, the temple. forward twenty five campaign, which was like MLS launched twenty five years ago. This is the twenty fifth season of MLS, which coincided right. with this um, department of Nike, the EQT division. Mm-hmm. That's why at least one home or away jersey for every team has like that stripe. Right. Um, if I said it looks too soccery, would you know what I meant? Yes. Yeah. It just looks like basic high school soccer. Which jersey? Some teams did it better than others, but to last year's point, was like basically just a high school template. Yeah. And it. Um, what is happening? Alicia, we're feeling the burn together. Oh, feeling okay. the burn. Gotcha. Yeah. Juice. Billy got me this Bernie mug back in 2016. And she's got a Bernie shirt, light I blue. Do. Hell yeah. I do. Uh, I took the Beto stickers off my car and replaced them with 2020 Bernie stickers instead That's of the 2016 blue. Bernie stickers I had on there. Um, to answer your question, the New Jersey's are <laughs> Um I took the long way there, but it did require some explanation. Like the Red Bulls ones are dope. Those They're, black with the red. The Rapids ones are great. Um, it's Miami's are dope. Subjective. Uh, oh, you don't like the pink? No, that's the away one where they don't have that. The black one is their home one, and it looks... It's Miami. It should be saucier. It, it should like, be way, yeah. It's black and pink. How do you fuck up black and pink? Like, look at the so Sounders true. black and pink jersey last year. That was They brought it back dope. this year. They, they didn't they even make a new away no, jersey. It's the same that. one. It's like, in cool. soccer, that's super rare to, like, yeah. repeat jerseys like that. Um... Yeah. But I think say, the FC Cincinnati one, though, is actually very Wait, cool. can I talk yeah. about something fashion-related real quick? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You've had your hood up the whole time, Tyler. I haven't <laughs> seen you wear a dad hat, I don't think, ever. To take the hood back. What's this hat, what's this, what's this hat right now? It's covering up... Oh, a champion! Oh! oh. Well, it's, it's covering up my long hair that's in progress. All right, I fair. like it. No, I just haven't it's seen not, you. It's not Yo, as good as Tuck the strap in. Tuck the strap in. Oh. You're not a fuckboy. You have to no, talk. no, no. My head's too big. No, no, no. Just tuck it in. I'm not going to. That's the thing. I like the strap. I like the strap. He looks like Logic. Yeah. Yeah. And Logic rips. Logic does rip. That's true. Okay. So Nike's going to get saucy. We're not going to wait. We're going to see it next year. I agree. So that'll be cool. They'll take some real risks. There'll be some really cool merch out there. I like the merch this year. I do too. I think it's solid. I think it's a solid line. Um, I'm excited to see more player jerseys. I'm disappointed that I don't have a Shogo Akiyama jersey yet. That's on the edge, not on Nike. Correct. But that'll but happen overall, in weeks, right? Yeah, so. it'll happen. But what I'm transitioning to is Shogo has had a good spring. Yes, that he throw has. he had from center this week, 
That was pretty. Yo, absolutely. I think his speed is there. That that's the thing. Like his floor is so high that like pe- people, a lot of Reds fans. I, I think we've talked about this before, you and me, on the show. Even it's like a lot of Reds fans freaked out at the deal, and it's like, look, his floor is high. It's not like he's a young guy that just has power and nothing else. Like mm-hmm. he's always been an elite defender. And great center field at Great American is not the biggest deal in the world. No. And he's not going to play center field every single game. Like, I love it. The defense is there, and his approach is clearly there. Right. He's, he's, he's hunting the pitches that he wants to hit. And the fact that he's already doing that, granted it's just spring training, obviously, but like the fact that he is immediately coming into a brand new literally could not be more of a new environment in every way. Right. The fact that he's coming into that and hunting pitches like the way a good hitter should. Yeah. It's awesome to see. Right, because he's not tinkering with something. He's not up there trying to work on a certain part of his swing. He's up there trying to figure out American pitching and just trying to see what... Which is better. It's so much better, man. Freedom, french fries, fastballs. Hell yeah, brother. What is the makeup of Japanese baseball pitchers? Uh, Japanese baseball pitchers is gnarly. Finesse. It's nasty breaking balls. Well, So he hasn't seen the best of uh, the world, but he's seen different kinds of Japanese baseball is AAA, basically. Well, they call it 4A. It's a little bit above AAA. Okay. So, So, yeah. There will be some drop off that fans should be expecting. Right, like, like if he's if he hits what three twenty like he did in Japan, I think the that's f- a fucking that would be year. fucking yeah. gnarly. But the floor in America for him would be two sixty. I agree, two sixty. That's like the a floor. Two sixty. And you have him leading off. Yeah, that's I where so. I got it when I look at it. Well, so that brings in there's there did really just, is a lot. To did talk I derail? About. No, 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 no. Like, no. okay, so. The only question that I have with Akiyama doesn't relate to him at all because I'm confident in him, but if you have a mega prospect like Senzel, who you are saying is your center fielder, and you bring in a natural center center fielder, that obviously brings up questions. Mm -hmm. To this point, the Reds front office and staff and everybody in general has said that Senzel is an outfielder. That being said, if you look at elite players across baseball and you look at the way that the Dodgers develop players in particular, why not let Senzel, I I used this term when talking with Billy earlier, unlock Senzel as a defender and you unlock the entire 26-man roster. If you bring on Senzel and say, okay, you're not, like, you're Chris Taylor, you're going to play every day. But you're going to play third sometime, you're going to play second sometime, you're going to play center sometime, right, left. Let him do that until he proves he can't. And that gives you so much versatility on the roster. I agree. Can I just, I know, I I think I know the answer to this, but Reds fans listening, I think, would really like to know this. Senzel can play shortstop? No. 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 Better than Galvis? No, no, no. We're no. all in agreement that yes, he can't. Yes, he okay. cannot play. Shortstop. I was under the impression that um, he could fill that hole. So, like, no. they needed a shortstop. He can stand out there, as we've been told. Yes, and so. he can be no, no worse no, than replacement so. level. But they—that's not no, such that's a not hole no. that's no. Not on this team no. because you don't want to. You don't want to tear him up at short. The guy's already injury prone, and you're going to make him be in the p- position where you have to cover the most amount in the infield. 
So, Tyler, no, what you just referenced... If, if you... If I was... Again, I'm coming back uh, from Galvis is an actual better option yes. for yes. more than 100 games a season. Yes. We're all aligned there. I did not okay. think that that was so what you were just So, t- what you were just saying, how... So, for people listening, a major league scout in a different organization told me, when I asked him, what do you think about Senzel at shortstop? This was before last season. Uh, he said... I mean, he can stand there, yeah. Right. By that, he means he can play a shortstop in the sense that, yes, you can put him at the position. He can literally stand there. He's yeah. not a shortstop. He's not, like, a fast twitch, like... How many games do you... Sorry. Like, okay, Gavin Lux is one of the hi- most highly touted players, like, most highly touted prospects in baseball, top five, he grew up as a shortstop in the Dodgers system, and even they aren't 100% sold on him at shortstop. So when you look at this team, though, and the options, um, how many games does Galvis play? Does Garcia come up? In September, does, maybe. So you're not planning on that. Right now... If he goes down, and the, we'll get into this farmer conversation sure. eventually, well, yeah. but like... So, why wouldn't you at least... Um, because if you're, you're going to be covering a hole, no. they try. cover the hole no, in the lineup... It. They they tried playing him at short. It wasn't it wasn't a thing. No. Okay. And also, it's like as like what, what Billy was saying. It's like you can't just have him out there just booting left and right. Like that's not good for his development. It's no. Like, it, it's and also like what Wait, when you mentioned him like uh, traveling yeah, yeah. the positions, you just you specifically left that out, and that's what prompted that question. Well, because like, he's he's a natural third baseman. He played second base all last year, and he played a, a plus center field last year. Right. But when you look at the roster, it's... Well, okay, so before we look at the roster, right now, purely from a talent standpoint and, like, a lineup hole standpoint, Senzel is an odd man out. We've talked about this, you and me on this podcast, Billy, right. all three of us on this podcast, all of us individually, all of us in the group test. Senzel is a very valuable trade piece. You don't yep. want to do anything to, A, possibly injure him again, and, B, jeopardize his value... If you put him in the outfield and third base and second base and it's he's safe. and he's hitting the ball and playing good D, that's a trade piece at yep. the deadline if you need it. Yep. To yeah. go out and get a Francisco Lindor. Yeah. So looking at the I'm not like I'm not no, dying no, no, on the cross no, no, from his no, shortstop. No, no. Also, I'm just like Also what you can do is it does give you the opportunity to shuffle him around more and he just get needs that bat to in the lineup. get that bat in the lineup and prove that he can stay healthy, which has been a problem throughout his entire career. It's not his fault. It's no one's fault. Yeah, they Your play hard. They get hurt. You. Yeah. So that's a part, and that sucks. But he needs to prove that this year, so he will be able to be moved. And I wouldn't be hurt. I still wouldn't with the talent of this lineup and with the window that we have in this division. If Senzel is the first player off the bench, you have a really fucking good team. Yeah, exactly. You have a you have a great bench problem, which Lee and I covered last week extensively you you already have a problem with your bench that it's too good but two holes to cover that's great but here's something i just thought about with like your when i mentioned the window in the division the window in that division might be closing a little bit too when we think about it because yelich took a hometown deal yes what are the numbers on this it's nine years 215 million dollars it's an extension of 190 million yeah which is nothing. That guy should have been a three hundred million dollar player going going into his age thirty one season. What do you figure? He's a monster. monster. He's like he's Rendon going into his age thirty season got got nine years two hundred and forty five million. 
But you're both in harmony that he could have gotten more. Yes, Way he absolutely more. could have. But he wanted to stay in Milwaukee. I think he he likes being a brewer, which Well, I, and here's here's the thing with that. And this is valid to bring up because like it literally is happening right now. It's seems eerily similar to the Nolan Arenado extension where Colorado's on the up and up. He signs a fat extension and then 2 years later they they realize okay we're actually not as good as we thought and start selling off pieces and they're tanking and Arenado's like man this is what I signed up for the Brewers I remember him getting vocal about the owner yeah, yeah the oh, Brewers yeah. don't have a starting rotation none they're already trading off some pieces like I don't see the Brewers current system as sustainable I am very much wondering what happens with that like Yelich strikes me as a Southern California guy. Not and by that I don't mean like a diva because there's two kinds of there's two kinds of Southern California people. There's LA proper people who think they're hot shit and think the world revolves oh. around them, and then there's OC bros. And Yelich strikes me as an OC like bro. Lorenzo. Yes, like he's just gonna be a dude and just do dude things, yep. and he wants to be comfortable and be and elite. And he's comfortable in Milwaukee. Uh huh. And that's a great ballpark, ballpark for him to hit in. So I understand why you want to say would want to stay, but also that deal isn't crazy. So he would be easy to move. Oh yeah, I mean, that's I, what I was thinking. Good. No, but that's you. what I'm, I'm thinking. Like if they are in a tanking situation, remember all they the have Reds a, could have traded for him. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. the price of not much. I mean, look at what the Brewers got him wasn't for. Wasn't there a confirmed like was it Billy Hamilton or like something stupid like that? It was yeah. it was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. But but I mean, you still can move him for a low price and get a, an elite hitter and and an, Oh, you could get you could get a at, haul. At, at any point in the duration the of this Yelich contract, you could move him for a massive haul. Yeah. Like I nah. think it's a win-win and then that team would probably re-sign him. And probably give like fuck with his his contract and give him more. It's a money. possibility. I mean, which, I mean, I don't, I don't think it would. I don't think it would happen. But it it's gives a, you room to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It, but anyways, back to the Reds. Like, I think. So that, that's what I meant by window. Was yes, that? I think that the backup shortstop position is interesting. As of now, the only two options are Farmer and Blandino. And to what you were saying about catcher being a hole. I think that they're comfortable going into the year with with uh, Barnhart and Casale because Stevenson should be ready by September. Easily, he tore up the fall league. It seems like he's made a lot of approach, like a lot of changes yeah. to his approach. I think that he is a guy now. Yeah, and he's gotten much better behind the dish. Yes, which is what they were worried about. Like again, Jim Day's podcast with Corky Miller on. He was just Corky was like, "This guy's improved immensely and has done everything we've asked him to," and. So why not have him up for the 28-man? I mean, there's no reason not to. Or if he's ready, say Casale goes down, you bring him up. Do you put Casale down? If, if, if Steven... That's the question I well, okay, couldn't answer. Well, and then we're factoring well, a farmer. You, you I'll drop even, that you can't, in here. You can't think of it at that. You can't no. think about that at this point. Because the thing is, it's like, if Casale goes down for two weeks... You call Stevenson up, and Farmer's the backup catcher, and Stevenson will start one or two games. Right. If he's out for a long time, and you need like a dependable backup catcher, and you haven't f- figured out the backup shortstop issue, and Kyle Farmer is still the backup shortstop, or then, starting worst case, let's yeah, yeah, say like yeah. But then, gets hurt, then you have you're to relying on him. Then you have to go into it and say, okay, yeah. Stevenson's the backup. 
Right. And that at that point, there is every opportunity there for him to rake. I feel comfortable. I'm absolutely. I'm fine with one hundred percent. So, and that's what happened last year. We were down to Farmer as your as our as our starting catcher for how long was that? Was that a week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? Why not? Why not just knowing that Stevenson's ready? I mean, it just makes sense. I don't think it's. I don't think it's out of the question. But when it comes down, when it comes to selecting the bench, is that where you're going? Yes. Okay. So that's the thing. It's. I think right now. If I'm look, you know what? Let's let's pull up Trent's projection article because I want to reference this. Yeah. Because I just mostly out of laziness because I don't want to. While count you individual read that, prospects. I just don't see how Dietrich, um, for the sake of chemistry, I heard you guys talk about that. Right. I just don't. Um, I think this is. It's been a new Reds every single year for like the last five years, right? Right. But I uh, I don't think that chemistry. Or any cultural fabric okay, here we go. really translates on this specific team. It is also new. The toys are so much sharper. Right, but I don't also, see the value of chemistry for the okay, sake of well, chemistry. Also, don't forget about the May he had, and then he was hurt and he played hurt. Yeah. Now his shoulder, he went and got surgery and it's repaired, and he's playing well enough during the spring that it's not a not a not out of the question. To is have there him. room for him and? Farmer, or is yes. it going to come down to well, one or the other? I think that it's going to come down to one of the following three players: Farm or Blandino, uh, Dietrich, Van Meter. I think that a lot of this new Dietrich buzz happening this spring because he's loud and in the face and in the media is that Van Meter is still there and he's still a prospect. Uh, I think that his ceiling is like a low end MLB bat. Now. What do they see in Dietrich? What do they see in Van Meter? What do they see in Blandino? I think the three of them have similar ceilings and similar floors. Right. I think that Dietrich's ability to play all over the infield is big. He's also a backup first baseman, which the Reds do not have, besides Casale. Well, isn't. that's not true. Yeah, You can move Castellanos and you could move Moose to first. You and could. You and Lee talked about this. Anybody on this team could play first. Oh, there's a fair amount that could, yeah. Yeah. Castellanos can also play third. Right, but it, yeah, he can. He can physically play third. Yes, but uh, I think <laughs> he can that stand there. Van, Me- Van Meter can play. I think Van, Van Meter did play some first last year. He played. I think that it's just going to come down to what the coaching staff see in Van Meter and Dietrich. I like Blandino, but like so handsome. He's so handsome. He's but, like, smooth. I just don't see him. I, I think he's a four A player. I, I I think you I we talked touched on it earlier. I think you're underrating him. I because I would love to be proven wrong, and I think he will this season. I I don't know. Do either of you ever see him as a starting? No, star? no. I see him no. as a as a solid bench piece, and he has a lot more years than Dietrich. Yes, well, Dietrich, Dietrich doesn't have options. Dietrich's on a minor league deal, right? So basically, you're and here. If so that doesn't weigh into your you consideration, are, you are stuck with Irvin and Dietrich on your bench. I don't think you're stuck with Irvin. I think you I think are. You can yeah, you I th- can. I think. So, what would you take for him? Whatever. You th- you think you would move him? I'm you not would... saying I'm not banging the table to move him. I just think that like with like it again. It depends on a lot of things. He was a sixth if overall draft. Pick. Okay. If you're will again, like it depends on the Senzel thing. Yeah. If the Reds are willing to move Senzel around, that changes the my that changes my take on a lot of players. Because if you're willing to move Senzel around, then you don't have to take like a utility player 
like you don't have to take multiple utility guys like no. Dietrich and Blandino and Van Meter because Senzel can cover second and third and outfield. Sure. If you are set at putting Senzel in the outfield, then right now you have Senzel and Aquino battling for fourth outfielder. Well, Aquino's hurt. Did we? I haven't seen anything about the X-rays with his hand. Yeah. Um, Van Meter has options. Yes. So it just makes sense to start out with with guys who don't. Yeah, ta- totally. Rim. Right. But I'm just saying, like, in the long run. Right, I get what you're saying in the big picture. In the big picture, I would be, in the big picture, if Senzel can fill in, if Senzel is able to be played on the infield, then you don't need a Dietrich infield, outfield, hybrid utility guy because you have, quote unquote, Chris Taylor and Senzel. Right, correct. I get what you're saying. Can I drop a, like, Hiroshima? Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, really? It's Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Well, but also, we, there's apology. a Japanese player on the Reds. So what, you're going to talk about Shogo? It's a Shogo bomb? No, no, no. It's not <laughs> a Shogo bomb. bomb. It's uh, more so the the needs are absolutely at shortstop. There are movable pieces. Uh, does this team actually contend? And then at the deadline, is there somebody out there that realistically yeah. they could snap yeah. to yeah, fill that two. hole and have like a deep ass playoff? Yeah, we've talked about we talked about this to the, on the patio, and we agree you could still get Seager, and you could still I would love this get Lindor, and you still you have can those, still get Lindor. Yeah, every single day that goes by, his trade value decreases. decreases. Why don't they like? It's because it's because he's, they he is a hole. Because the Red Sox are financially driven. At, at this point, it's clear yeah. that the Red Sox are financially driven to the point that it's purely a business. You do not. I don't care what team you are. I don't care what situation you're in. Especially if you're the Red Sox with the limited money, you do not trade Mookie Betts. He is. A franchise cornerstone. When the Reds, when he retires, he will be as revered to the Red Sox as Eric Davis is to the Reds. He is a legend for that team. He is one of the top three best players, top four best players in baseball right now. You don't trade that, and Lindor is right behind him. I I respect what the Indians are doing, honestly. Like from a baseball perspective, yes, trade him, but you do not trade those players. That is everything to that franchise and I respect them respecting them. Right. Which is so which means the Indians will be willing to move Lindor. What does that get reduced to? To the tune of what? I think you still just go for it. Like you If we're talking June. Well you still have him on next May, year. You still have, have him, him next, next year. year. So you're talking you would have the pieces realistically you would have to move our Senzel Hunter plus Green. Hunter Green. Minimum somebody else. Yeah, um, another one or two. Like a good and they couldn't, and I know that I'm very in soccer brain because I'm a well-respected soccer journalist. Yes, but, um, Crit- cr- critically acclaimed. They couldn't the just throw fucking enough cash plus Hunter at it, and just not no, one Hunter of those players. Hunter hasn't. Pitched. Hunter isn't worth that much. No, he's worth he's nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, right you, like he's your problem now. He's they don't not necessarily dead weight on the Reds. Like just buy it. So okay, they so, have the money. Well, so the the Indians aren't a big market team. I'm of the well-documented opinion that any team can afford any player. Right. But that being said... It doesn't have to involve a trade. The Indians... You can't just buy a player from another team. You could. Nah. No. If you really want to fucking do it, you could. But, uh... If any team can afford any player, you can just afford any player. So another thing on Hunter Green and the Indians... The Indians are one of the most progressive and 
Ah, uh, progressive well, except field. for their name, but they're one of them. Yeah, wow, well done. Uh, as far as pitcher development goes, they're one of the most progressive teams in baseball. They have an astounding track record of it. I am of the opinion that they don't want to go get. They wouldn't trade for Hunter Green until he shows more. Right. Because right now, the thing with Hunter... High school... They wouldn't be trading for him. They would be trading to get rid of the burden. That's not a burden. No, he's not a burden. He's not like on some... If there's no future plans. He's a franchise cornerstone. Right. But it's just the fact that they could get a monster haul in return. And Hunter Green, like, has So he's on the block and he's not going to... We're all in. We're we're all expecting then that he's going to extend there. No, no, he's not going to extend. So there. they're going to move him anyways. So I he's think, not a cornerstone. No, he is. Like that's like he's, but he still he's is. An, I, he, like he's not a cornerstone in the sense that, like he'll take a king like, okay, ransom. Think about it. Like, think about it like this. Okay. Chris Bryant is a Cubs cornerstone, but he's not like. See, was that a flash in the pan? No, no, he's still a very a good player, but he's not like a universally beloved figure in the game of baseball like Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Like, okay, imagine it this way. Yeah. Francisco Lindor is Joey Votto. If Joey Votto, instead of signing the deal that he did, in that same situation back then, it's no different than trading Joey Votto. Right. It is that kind of trade. But he's only locked up for another year and a half. No, like, again, like, if Votto did it, like... That would be a franchise-altering trade. Yeah, I can see how that's hard for... I, uh, rather, I can see how that's hard for the fans to maybe digest. And but for the if franchi- he's already on the but block for- and they're already shopping him, which Joey Votto never was... It's hard for the franchise time. at the gate, too. It's entertainment. Right. It's still, like... I agree. Yeah. It's a good, I, But if I, we're talking about a deal that could be done, yeah, it seems no, like, like the Reds could get no, it like, done. I agree. I agree. Without I agree. giving up anything that's on the starting nine for fucking... I think you'd have to give up some major league contributors. I don't think... I think it would be like an Amir Garrett or Robert Stevenson, something like that. Right. But... Again, not no, in the I, well, starting but, lineup. But still, like... The th- like... For somebody that is, like, you know, like... They could do it. Or am I being too romantic here? I don't I mean I think it could I think it the Indians would have done it if they would have done it. I think that it's more at this point I think they trade him next off season when like there's absolutely no future and it's like, okay, one year versus two years. But at the same time, the thing with Hunter Green is he's the the Reds farm system isn't top heavy. There's a lot of guys that are like Okay, they might be like a bench player, or they might be a reliever, or they might be a fifth starter. There's very few like big dick guys there. Hunter Green is a big dick guy, purely off potential. If you look at the Mookie Betts trade, Bruce Targratterall, the guy that hung up the trade, that he was supposed to go to Minnesota for Kent Demaeda. for Kenta Maeda, and they didn't like his medicals because they wanted him as a starter, but they're like, okay, I don't think that elbow can hang. He's a high-end reliever. He throws 102 miles per hour. Let's just throw him in the back of the bullpen, and he'll just mow people down for an inning of time. That's a very likely outcome for Hunter Green. He's so young. He's just off Tommy John. Knows, yeah. Like, you don't trade a franchise cornerstone for that. It was just like um, the... But that's the same flamethrower thing that Kluber was traded for to the Indians. Uh-huh. It's but that, that's, a major, that's a big guy that's majorly proven like, as like an elite correct, reliever. Correct. Exactly. So, if you're the Reds and you're in win now, would you deal with um, Hunter Green and the potential risks I that are tr- further setbacks versus win now? I think you well, would just move it's him. Not yeah, about but it us. takes it takes two teams to tango. tango. The the Indians have already turned down a trade involving Hunter Green and Exenzo. 
And then right. I would ask your opinion specifically on this, or like I'm sure you got bits. Well, fuck me. No, oh, but like I, uh, Vince, well, me. So like, the it, World Series winners, do they buy or promote? Like I, I would have a this. hard time believing okay. that like um, they promote. Uh, they do both. Tastefully. Well, look at look at look at the, Do- the Dodgers. If and it's Astros. half and half, I would say I'm still fine with getting Curious. rid of Green. I don't see him as a guaranteed uh, corner. Well, here is the, the, the perfect. The on him. Here's the perfect. Answer no, it's not necessarily about. The here's the perfect answer. answer to your question. 2016 yeah. World Series, World Series winning Cubs needed a closer, so they traded. Who to the Yankees for Araldis Trevor? fucking Torres. Exactly. They knew they were losing a major league ready top three prospect in baseball. Yeah. And they paid that price. They paid the piper. They won the World Series, and Chapman helped immensely. But look where Glaber Torres is now. He's the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. But then you look at the models. The model franchises are the Dodgers and the Red Sox. As far as the good blend. If you look at the Dodgers, Dodgers are the perfect example. Yeah. Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson, Corey Seager, all developed. They go out and supplement that with a Mookie Betts. The Red Sox, Mookie Betts, uh, Raphael Devers, Xander Bogarts, all homegrown, Andrew Benintendi, all homegrown. You supplement that by signing J.D. Martinez... Signing, uh, trading for Chris Sale, you supplement your homegrown core, right? Which is what the Reds are, right? Which is exactly what you're saying. That being said, the Reds have done that with a lot of money. At this point, I think you, I agree. I think you should make a trade if there's a right trade. I think if you're in win now, win now. Don't win. No, no, but fucking let it ride for a minute minute. and see what you have. Right, and then let's see what happens. Also, what could happen at the deadline? The deadline is the key. If you can find a serviceable piece that is upgrade over Freddie Galvis. Right. If there's a there, there are two names right now. Right now. Who knows what will happen at the trade though? Exactly. I mean, you gotta go in. Not well, right. You gotta see what you have first and what where you are because it's still an experiment. When it's kind one of. position. But, right. we, but also, honestly, we still don't know. They have to go out and play games. Well, okay. Think about it this way. I like. Here's an idea. Okay. Let's say that Trevor Bauer comes in super hot and plays shortstop. Yes. Let's <laughs> yeah. say that Trevor Bauer has... Holds it down for yes. 162 games. Let's say that Trevor Bauer comes in hot and has a great year. Let's say that Gavin Lux doesn't crack the Dodgers lineup and is still just being like a super utility guy. Let's say that Clayton Kershaw gets hurt. Yeah. Let's say that... Nick Lodolo looks really good in AAA. Assuming we all live through coronavirus at this point. Yes, assuming everybody it's involved. Can't assumption. plan. Assuming on everybody involved lives through coronavirus. Right. If the Dodgers need an upgrade at the rotation and the Reds need an upgrade at shortstop, you trade strength for strength. Yeah. Great. So but, there is a way. But there is there there there. I'm not saying that's a thing right now. I'm just saying that could be an option at the trade deadline. Right. Or. The, the sales at that point, Corey Seager does really good. So does Gavin Lux. They're like, all right, fuck it. Like, we can move Corey Seager. Move Seager. What did the Reds trade for Seager? Is that a three-team deal? Who knows? Like, there's a lot of options that... I, I think the only two options... They go into the All-Star break four games ahead. Yeah. And they're trading. They're buying. Yeah, like, okay, I think that's what I... They're buying for They're sure. buying. Yeah. Right. With, with his Bauer situation, that means, you know, we are... Probably we start one and ten again, and we end. No, up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, 
the Reds you, are doing good and the Dodgers are doing good and like you have an opportunity. I'm not saying you 100% take it like because yeah. you're not just getting locks for a half year of Bauer. Yeah, like you're gonna have to throw more in there. It's just a lot more in there. A ton more. It's just like what do those deals look like? That's true. And we all want to see Bauer stay. In oh God, maybe. yes. I mean, and that seems realistic. Also, what what could seem realistic? He, oh, also, let oh. me interrupt you real quick. He walked back his one-year deal comment the other day. No shit. I he, I missed that. He said, yeah, I know I said that a few years ago, but it's going to have to kind of be a thing where we see what we see. Scott, and I you don't know what, that to you. Dude, Cincinnati and getting what he wants with, with just the intel and everything that we're working on towards with building just an organizational mindset shows. And, like, he might – yeah, he might want to stay. Every single – Every single day of Trevor Bauer's life, he has been the outsider. At UCLA, he had to fight his coaches to allow him to train and warm up the way he wanted to warm up. He was traded from Arizona because he didn't drive with the front office on the way that they thought about pitcher development. Yep. He has been the outcast his entire life. And right now, with with Derek Johnson and Caleb Cotham and Kyle Bodie, he is the status quo. If not the status quo, he is the token poster boy. Every, like He has been working with all the pitchers. You see the photos every day. He is actively involved in pitch design. He's talking grips with everybody. Lorenzen was at driveline again this year. Bauer is, Bauer is the most comfortable he will ever be in his career. He is not in a big market where he has to answer to the fucking... So he has to answer to going out at night. Obviously, he doesn't drink or anything, but like, he doesn't have to answer. He's to not going to run into trouble. Yeah. Here. He's not going to run yeah. into trouble. No, we'll he's not going to answer we'll, anything. We'll find him at so Yateman's Cove at two in the morning, flying his drum. Yeah, I feel like you're more likely to hit him at a yoga mat. Yes. Like, yeah. He is more comfortable here than he ever will be in any organization. And for a player like him, I don't think that could be overstated. That is such a big deal. Yeah. I agree. One hundred percent, and I, that's that makes me lean towards if he has a crazy great year, you know I think that the Reds would shell out and go for it because they were in on Zach Wheeler uh-huh. in the offseason. So why not keep what's already working? No, absolutely, and it's like uh, imagine like twenty twenty one the rotation of Castillo, Gray, Bauer, Lodolo, whoever the fuck the fifth starter actually cares. I still think there's upside with Malley. I agree, but, like, who cares? It's the fifth starter. It's the fifth, right. Oh, you have Miley still for another year. You have him for two more years. Fuck, man. So, Bauer, am I being too romantic? Like, he'll retire from baseball and then still work for the Reds. Like, they're well, going to extend him for, like, six years. They're going to give him... Maybe he plays all of them. Maybe he doesn't. I think uh, that, Like, he's going to be, like... No, he's Bobby. starting his own player development spot. Yeah, he's going to be a G. <sighs> Yeah, 100%. I feel like there's a good uh, long-term relationship with him. To be had, maybe. Well, okay, so uh, in talking to some friends with major league organizations that are kind of on the fritz where the front office is in hot water, a lot of hot seat action going on, like the seat warmers are cranked up, like people talk about it all the time, like how much how short-sighted teams are like teams are or certain individuals in front offices are about the season because they know they're on the hot seat that's absolutely true right like, they're yeah. like that's absolutely true and it's like you gotta you 
like from a business perspective and from like a long term as like perspective, you got to look at the Reds. Like, okay, let's just say hypothetically, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say hypothetically, it's in the realm of possibilities. Things don't go well, and they do better. They're above five hundred, but they don't make the playoffs. Right. <clears throat> that turns on the hot seat significantly. Yeah. And the GM is uh, on a... This is Crawl's last year, I believe. Can we say that? I didn't know yeah. that was privy until or not. No, I mean, okay. contracts are public. public. I think it's... Yeah. More, yeah. But it's like, Dick Williams isn't going anywhere. But, like, as long as the infrastructure and the culture are there, is, a.k.a. as long as Dick Williams is there, I don't think there's a danger of the super analytical Johnson, Cotham, Bodie chain leaving... But there's certainly a possibility, like, Castellini's old, like, he's very well documented that he wants to win fucking now. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen in the next two years, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see something happen. Do They're you, spending a lot, they, they, I've been nothing but pray, high praise of everything they've done this offseason, that's not, this isn't disputing that, but they are balls to the wall all in right now. They were in bed with everyone this offseason. They tried they should be. everything. So yeah, of course. And they're I this this kind of made me think what you brought up earlier about how the season plays out. I think it'll be interesting in Houston to see how they handle the pressure Fuck of him. Dusty with <laughs> Dude, Dusty managing that is amazing. It's so funny. Him just being like, Yeah, man, I feel throw so at us, bad for him. <laughs> he took the job. Yeah, you're right. So we should have a he dusty up, But but what I'm thinking is I Houston is not gonna play up to their potential. No. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that you have a GM who's there for on a one-year basis, who they poach from the Rays. Correa could be on the market again, which what they is what we was rumored this offseason with no GM being there. So that's another option that could be available. And do you think Reds fans take it? Uh, yeah, yeah, because you have you have an upgraded shortstop. But then again, don't forget Galvis had thirty bombs last year. I mean, juice ball, what have you, but he's been a consistent 20 home run hitting shortstop. No, like Galvis, like my thing am is... Am I too low on him? Yes. Seems yes. like I am. He's, he's not a good defender. He's fine. He's like replacement level defender, but he's got a pretty good stick. Like He can get so fucking hot. Like he's, he, he's like hot, cold Jay Bruce style. Which is fine. So he hits eighth. Yeah, yeah. Or Joey seven. hits sixth. Can second. we have this second. conversation? Joey yeah. hits second. I Joey hits second? Right to start. To, on oh, opening day, Joey hits second. second. I would not be... I am rooting against this. I am hoping... Uh, yeah, I want him to I, There will never but... be a big... There will never be a more important player in our lifetime He's for worn this a franchise. Cincinnati jersey. Better... In our lifetime, better than Joey anybody. Votto is a first ballot Hall of Famer in the... Cooperstown, not just the Reds Hall of Fame, but in Cooperstown. But he's burnt. He is the toast. most important player in our lifetime by a wide margin, and I don't ever think that will change for Reds players. That being said, I am not sure where he stands. I think that he can still do okay. From an anal perspective. From an anal perspective, I would not be shocked at all to see him drop down within a month or me, two. Not me, from a musical perspective. No, not well, from a Well, especially <laughs> if he continues to have the the start of a season that he's had the past three years where he's just so fucking cold. You can't, you can't have that in this lineup. 
the way that it's constructed and the way they need to mash to compete in this division, you need him to be Joseph Daniel fucking Vada. So, I'm not... I'm by no means attempting to tell a professional athlete of Joey Votto's caliber how to run his business. And you wouldn't dare. And I'm about to, though. But if you're going to. But if I'm going... If I was if you're, gonna. If you're gonna. If, if you're I'm gonna, gonna. If we asked you. If you asked. And, and I do. Just between us girls. <laughs> between us girls. I would say it seems like he's tinkering an awful lot this spring. And I know that's a thing that he does. When you say that. I would say that. No, when you say that, what yeah. are you talking about? Just like with his swing. He has his signature choke up. With his swing, strikes, with like, his approach, with his everything. He's fucking with all he of that. He is always fucking with everything. And with the way baseball is nowadays, with the way that players treat their training in the offseason, I am of the opinion, and I think that most player development people, most coaches, most athletes themselves are of the opinion, you show up to spring training 100%. Yep. You are ready to go. And I, Zach, what Zach Greinke did was hilarious. I don't know how he is because I don't think he's pitched yet. I don't know if you saw the Greinke stuff, Tyler. But so. he didn't report to spring training until like February 16th. And everybody asked him, they're like, what's going on? He's like, that's the last day you're allowed to report. They're like, that's it. He's like, yeah, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have shown up till then forever. <laughs> <laughs> like he wow. literally didn't show up because like he didn't have to. Boss move. Power move for sure. But, or uh, lazy. I could perceive that. It's Zach, yeah. well, it's Zach Greinke. He's earned the benefit of the doubt to not be considered lazy. Same He's with Votto. He's earned that. Yes. Like, Votto... Votto has earned the right to do what he does. That being said, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know what he does in the offseason. Like, I, I, I just don't... He listens to our kills. He doesn't... He goes to the Raptors He games. doesn't strike me... <laughs> yeah. He doesn't strike Throws me... Throws out his beard. Yes. We see what he does. He doesn't it's strike me as the guy that's going to be a Lorenzen or Bauer or Alex Bregman just slaving away. Dude, he's a complete psychopath. He is, but I don't... Like, not slaving away in, like, a player development sense. Like, right. I see I him, he has a batting cage in his one yeah, but does, apartment. Yeah, but does he have, like... Rapsodo, does he have coaches coming in? Does he have a modus sleeve? Does he have blast motion? Does he have I'm an optimist, but he seems like a guy who would. I don't think so. I don't think he seems like he's like he's all like He doesn't seem cashed out when you hear him talk. No 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 no, we're not saying that. We're saying No we're yet. But like he just he just like he said He's lacking though. He said it in the Gem Day pod. He said this offseason he made it a point to not even think about baseball for a couple weeks and like I respect that entirely. That's me when I'm off tour. And that's him this far in, too. No, totally. And I'm not trying to dispute that, but it's just like when you see what all of your peers are doing to get better, are you doing that? Are you doing that? I have no doubt that he's busting his ass in the weight room. I have no doubt that he's taking hacks. That's fine. But is he giving it... Is he giving it ninety nine percent or is he giving a hundred percent? Is there anything else he could be doing to get better? Because that's the difference in major league baseball. Yep. And do we doubt uh, his ninety nine percent? Yeah. At this point, yeah. Yeah. I have until that, he that, proves it. Until he I have to pee so bad. Until he starts proving that in, on March twenty sixth, twenty seventh. No, March twenty sixth, twenty eighth, and twenty ninth. This first series, and he comes out the gate hot instead of waiting until. The All Star break, or in June or mid May, then then there's there's something wrong here. How patient are you willing to be? Um, not that patient the... with this lineup. Not that patient. 
So if you have him in sixth opening day, like let's say not David, let's say David goes nuts though and just knows what it is. We're on a couch just talking about it right now. We know it's coming. Let's just say he goes there. I think it would be as low as seventh. Who knows? Would you take a slow start? No, I'm not taking that slow. I'm not. I'm giving him two weeks. Okay. I think that's so my. Does he lose his job if he's hitting second? If and he's not getting by base? April, he has. 11 RBI, 240 average, 290 OBP. He's not breaking 390. No, he's dropping in the lineup. He's gotten four walks and 11 RBI. Yeah, he's dropping in the lineup. I mean, there's just because no way Because he loses his job this year. No, Is there anything? no, he's not losing his job. He's also going to have more off days this year because of the flexibility within the lineup of who can play first. But overall, if he's starting and those numbers aren't the same, you're going to hit 7th. You're going to hit 6th. Like, it's just not it's not feasible when you need to create runs early to give this dominant starting pitching a lead to get them comfortable. You can't afford it. Now, am I being super crazy? Or did he, like, have super good walk numbers last year and the year before? The year last before, like, year, he led the team in doubles. Um, Does anyone need a beverage? Please. Will you grab me two? Yes. Last year he led the team in doubles because he got super hot that second half of the season. But last year's team was also ass, so there wasn't... Yeah. Somebody had to lead, might as well be him. But um, does he present the value when he's at his best? Okay. He's going to hit second in this lineup? Yes, second. Because of all of the... Power behind him. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Dead air. But who cares? They're used to it. Well, I guess the... So, um, we all heard his conversation with Jim Day and how he wishes that he got the money sooner and how he legitimately feels bad about being paid... Now. ...more than $20 million for the next couple of seasons. Right. And I think we... We literally just did talk about how he's worn a Cincinnati jersey so well. Right. He's a transcendent guy. We're all going to remember him. I might even get a Joey Votto tattoo. Right. Um, but Is this the end? Could this year be the last season? Does he, it get that dark? Yeah, it could be. If he's dog shit, I believe that he would... How dog shit does he have to be? Like... like Being bad at hitting sixth? Yeah, like... Batting two two thirty five two forty, only having nine home runs and fifty something forty something RBIs, and his OBP is in like the two seventies two eighties. Because that means that's he's on the table. Like, ugh. I think so. I think it's on the table. Daniel, you think that would be on the table if he has a just a shit the bed year? Is this the? Could this potentially be the last year of Joey Votto? When he, he's owed so much. I mean, he... But the he, team's got to win. He is such a unique human being beyond being the most unique athlete I've ever seen. Like, man, it wouldn't surprise me if he really shuts the bed. I could see him retiring. He's not going to just leech the contract. Right. He said that. <coughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And, like, beyond him saying that, it's like, that's just never been... Like, there's no way. How bad... No. Um, I guess a better way of asking is, um, 
where do you see him hitting this lineup in May? Let's go I want well it. ahead of the deadline. Do you think he has it in him to be not the Joey Votto of old? When he needs like, deadline, my deadline, which was you get two weeks to fucking figure it out. So, okay. So, you get beginning two- of May, does he still have to be hitting second to keep his job? Or do you think, like... I think that... I don't think he's... He's definitely not getting benched this year. But that being said, I definitely think that, like, mid-May, early June is when there's a serious conversation if things aren't going well. Yeah. Sit him down and be like, what's going on? And, like, okay, so here... here okay. Do you think... Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Here's what I think happened last year. I think that he listened to Turner Ward for the first half of the year, just like Nick Senzel did at the second half of the year and just said, fuck this guy. And that's when he started mashing. I think that was probably a, a, a big part of it. I think that the other thing we have to consider is if he, the team comes out firing on all cylinders besides him, right. I think that hap- that change happens a lot sooner. Right. Which if, I think will happen. But if the whole team comes out flat, then I think he has until like June. Bill has him hitting second opening day, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Too. Well, you do too. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why you'd risk it. Risk what? Was, well, yeah. What do you mean risk? If you're gonna hit him six eventually, who's gonna hit second when that happens? You don't do that to Joey Votto. You don't do that to Joey Votto, but who is that player? Can we name them? Right now, no. No, I would say Castellanos, maybe. No, but you, yeah, there's so right. many. There's so many cards in there, right? Especially okay. right now. Winker, Akion. There's so many candidates. Right. Maybe I'm too ambitious, then. but have a plan for that for sure. Of course, there's. I think that that David's got to be thinking about that. I think everyone's. I don't think anyone's on on pins and needles. I mean, his at bats. But his at bats right now in spring. I understand that it's spring. Have looked rough. Yeah. And you want to see. Right, and you see Success. him, and I want, and you see him, like what was that when he choked? Was that yesterday when he uh, choked up in the on a two strike count and just tried to bloop it in the left? Remember like, when he would do that and he would just foul it off for a week why? and a half? Yeah, like, and then and then mash a double. Yeah. yeah, until he got the pitch he wanted, and now he it seems like he's giving into that. I understand spring and he's working on something. Maybe he's trying to figure out that bloop, but it's still scary. It's still yeah, man, frightening. When you have, when you have someone who was an elite hitter for so long, and you now have a team that's built around him, that Are and him and Suarez. No, it's more Suarez. Yeah, I feel like he has but no, good. but like you have a solid offensive team that can maybe, may, maybe I'm talking myself in a circle here. Maybe with everybody else that he that where he feels like he doesn't have to mash, that he just will, and that pressure's lifted. I, I think that could be an option. I think that that's awesome. It's like there's like there are so many like stud bats. Suarez is one of the top four or five third basemen in baseball. Agree. Castellanos is going to absolutely fucking mash. Yeah. Moustakis is a G. Right. Like you have you have you have professionals coming in. That you are have going to destroy. You have three slots in your lineup that are terrifying. Right. You have Akiyama who. Worst case scenario is a tough at bat. Right. You have Jesse Winker, who's could quite possibly bang this year. Dude, mashes right-handed right right-handed pitching. And if there's a lefty that comes in, then go to your bench. That's already going to be deep as fuck. Uh huh. I like exactly like that's the thing. 
you have Aquino who just bombs away, and you have Irvin who hits lefties very well. And not not once have we talked about Senzel, who is still one of the top young players in baseball. We talked about him for like well, two no, hours. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, but like not in this thread yeah. about the lineup. Right, you idiot, you absolute dullard. <laughs> uh, it's not funny. It's sad. <laughs> But you have, you have him. <laughs> I rolled him out of the fucking lineup and you failed to fucking, like, factor him back into it. Well, he's going to, we don't know how long he'll be on the I.L. Yeah. Which you incorrectly labeled as the D.R. Or the D.L. The D.R. Wow. <laughs> now it's back on me. <laughs> I did it on purpose to make you feel better about it. Okay. Wow, bro. Dead air. Dead air. Dead you, air. You started talking shit. Okay. But um, so somebody so, just liked a crying Jordan gift that I posted. A championship team, um, if I take everything into consideration, which I'm not nearly as informed as either of you, but I don't think I'm far off, it still needs a bit of work. This is great, but it does need so well okay. a little bit more golden. Hold on one sec. Okay. Is there are holes in the lineup? Yes. Yeah. That being said, the starting. This is all assuming pound for pound against your contenders. The starting rotation is fucking unreal. Yeah. You can't take an injury. They can't take can. It, uh, you can take one. You have Mally that can fill in. Which it, d- you can. And take, he's not the five. No. No. It's Disco. Disco's the five. Give it to me. Say it at the same time. Castillo. 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 Gray. Bauer. Bauer Disco. Uh, no, uh, Miley, Miley Disco. Disco. Okay. So You can flip four or five. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Then your sixth is Molly, and then Lodolo should be ready come to September. Seven. Yeah, and there's but your seventh. You can take a short-term injury, but like the way that this team is built, I don't see them being like legit heavyweight unless that rotation's there. But I think that the bullpen could be like sneaky good. Yeah. I think that Rysel Iglesias, like, oh, also Vado's comments on the Jim Day show were awesome about Iglesias. Mm. You need to work. Like, we're here to work. I don't care if we're up 10 or down 10. You're you're hurling. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Iglesias, there's no doubt in my mind that the powers that be have spoken to him and said, look, man, here's the deal. You're in or you're out. Pick one. Rysel Iglesias is an elite pitcher. He's going to be fine. Michael Lorenzen has a fire under his ass, which is terrifying. Amir Slider Amir's has only disgusting. gotten better. Robert Stevenson's only going to get better. Yeah. And then you also have candidates like Jose De Leon. You have Pedro yep. Strope now. I think that bullpen's sneaky good. I think the so saltiness, too. have you guys talked about Strope? No. I, we, I mean, we've touched on it, how exciting it's going to be. I think he'll bounce back. God, his hat is going to piss off so many people. Oh, dude, it's already pissed I off. I love uh, same. It's already pissed off Red Lake Nation Radio with uh, Bill lacking in culture. <laughs> Choking on his goddamn spit and his fucking fat fucking face. Look. He started the Chapman fight, though, right? Amir? Stroke. No. Stroke. Oh. No. When he was with the Cubs? And Chapman came out of the gate after already being benched. It was late in the game. I don't remember this. No. Puig and Strope were drawing. Which Perhaps I'm confusing that. You are. We're but like, I remember Chapman versus Strope, like the what if being a thing in my head. And I'm wanting to say they... I don't remember they got, that. I don't they got in a scrum of some kind. Who cares? All right. So I wouldn't. 
I don't think there's any human being on Earth that can beat our oldest Chapman in a fist fight. No, not even John close. Jones. Well, I can okay. name like twenty. Okay, but whatever. In, in, in okay, cool, dude. Go, go, <laughs> yeah, for, go, go right in Joe Rogan. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go eat a fucking elk steak. <laughs> um, so it'll just Dude, be. Have you ever tried it though? No. How wound up on bulletproof? I've coffee never right? tried. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you. I think the bullpen is sneaky good. I think Jose De Leon hasn't had. A, a, hasn't shown it yet for me this spring, but I, I hope he does in the next couple appearances. Oh, can I, can I give a plug? Can I or not a plug? But can I give a shout out? Yeah. Just while we're talking about spring appearances, to former guest of Nate Play and former high school classmate of mine, Kyle Hart, going. Dude, on. fuck yeah. Yeah. So, former nice. classmate of mine grew up in Cincinnati, pitched at Indiana after high school, senior signee with the Red Sox. Not a prospect, just grinds his way through the system, doesn't say a word, never call it up. He's give, he's auditioning for the fifth starter slot or bullpen slot for the Red Sox, and he made a spring start against Homer Bailey and the Twins. And I was like, dude, we... I texted The Nate like, play bump. The Nate play bump, for sure. I texted him, I was like, dude, we fucking grew up watching this guy. This has to be a trip. He's like, dude, it's pretty wild. I was like, that's yeah, so man. rad. You're knuckle crack there. Yeah. We're just going to ignore that. Yeah, we can ignore Like that every single time? Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it was a good one. He's he's married, dude. He's almost like, he's got like dad cracked like 25 knuckles in four. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a, my dad move. I can also crack my big toe at any time. I can crack my thighs and my knees. Yeah. I've got a pinky toe that I can do on loop. That kind of scares me. I can crack my right big toe on a loop. Oh, yeah. I can do that too while I'm doing a bomb and shoot. I think I have a bone spur in my right here. Yeah, you should get it removed, and then you'd be pitching just as good as Sonny Gray. You're right, dude. He was lights out again, dude. Him and then Bauer coming and being lights out. I'm just overall. I think that the ceiling is so high, and the floor is 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 high. The floor is 500 at very worst. At the worst. Everything like goes the floor, wrong. Like the floor of the basement. They invested too much fucking money yeah. for these fans yes. to buy that the floor is 500 No, no, no. The no, floor no, no. of the basement apartment is 500 Right, right, right. You're talking like everything goes wrong. Right. Like everything goes wrong. Which like, it will because it's Cincinnati, Ohio. No, uh, don't, don't be negative. Okay, I so try like, not to be. So like, I, I think that the realistic injury situations are one of the big three starters goes down. Right. Okay, like... Is it the best thing? No. I don't, I don't... I think they would have to go trade for somebody if they really want to contend. But, like, Bauer said in the press the other day that he wants to pitch every four days. Yeah. Fuck it, man. He's a rebel. Let him go. Like, yeah. if, he, if he really feels that way and you get somebody hurt, yeah. fuck it, man. If he really feels that way, let him ride. Do you let him be the face of the team? No. No. He, he, you don't let somebody be... They take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Suarez and Vado are the faces of this team. It's... Oh, yeah. for debate and between the, the two of them, anyways. Right, and then right? you let and then you let Dirk Dietrich be the deflector. Yeah, you let Defle- him be the fun party deflector, deflector, just a deflector actor. <laughs> so to answer I my question, that Derek had a big change. Farmer and Dietrich are both making this team. Opening day. I don't think that Dietrich is locked, but I think if he keeps continues. it up, he will be. I do too. If he continues, you you have. You An old guy can problem. be with young guys. He makes it before Blandino. I would say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. He has that a proven track record. my fucking Look, here's mind. the deal with Blandino. Like, I know that he's handsome, but, like, the reality is... That's, that's a lot for me. That's a lot, but so is Dietrich. 
But the reality is, is, like, there isn't a big sample size there, and, like, his last time of meaningful, like, extended contribution was 2018, like, and he wasn't even a big prospect then. Like, look, he, look at how solid he was. Solid. Okay, think about but it this way. I'm, I'm on board. Let me, let me, let me, let me paint this picture for you. But let me look just at, say, look at him. Look at how highly touted of a prospect Jose De Leon was in 2018, and look right. at where he is now. Right, TJ, and he was just international international money cap space. Yep. Right. Would you, uh, I mean, would you say it's a simply safe lock of the week? Jesus. I would. Yeah, I just coined it. I'm doing it. Do it. Plug, simply safe lock of the week for me is saying that if Dietrich continues to have the spring he's having, he is a simply safe lock for the bench. That's such a good bet because there's so low stakes there. Because you phrased it with if he keeps having the spring. Yeah, I know. It's very low stakes. Well, and it's But not, I don't see why he wouldn't, though, unless he fucks up his shoulder again. You were supposed see, to do a my bookie ad. I was. But, uh, no, like, the thing with Dietrich, like, about the chemistry thing, it's like, I, I think there's something, like, David Bell is clearly, like, a swagger dude. Mm-hmm. Amir Garrett obviously is. Michael right. Lorenzen isn't in the sense that he'll talk shit, but he's very proud of the work he does and right. who he is. Bauer's the same way. Vado's the same way. Suarez is just a stud. Senzel and Winker have flair for days. Aquino is nicknamed the fucking Punisher. You have, like, a nasty attitude. And, like, dare I say it, if this team is what Would they you say could a be... nasty attitude? I could say, I, you know what? I think that the bats of this team could be the new Nasty Boys. You know what? I'm not going to fight it. You heard it from an like, expert. Look, man, I work in baseball. It's not like my opinions mean nothing. <laughs> That's very true. But uh, no, like I think that like if these guys can get a mode, like winning cures all. And if you want to swing your dick around when you're winning, no one's going to begrudge you that. Like, and I'm not saying be a dick, but just like have fun with it, have swagger. Right. And Dietrich is all swagger all the time. If they're winning, that could only be good. So, so end of the day, does Dietrich make the bench on any playoff team you can think of? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're not worried about him on the Reds? No. No. So Satisfies okay. my concern. So you are, so we are, I don't think we're going to have you again this ball season then, will we? I'm trying to think about your schedule. Me? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if not. You're traveling though, right? I'm not. I mean, I'm No, I'll be back either. in August. And I'll, oh, I'm yeah. down for remote when I'm down in Carolina. Okay, so I just want to... So you said the floor is 81 wins. The floor is 500. The floor of the basement apartment is, is 500. Okay, now let's say... I'll, I'll go first for this one. The penthouse suite in New York City overlooking Central Park. World Series. Right. World Series. Which realistically, I see them winning the division. I do too. I think that is a realistic like ceiling. By, I see them winning the division and playing competitive baseball throughout the season, and them like it's not. I don't see it being like a nail biter, like game one sixty two decider. But like, I see them and the Cardinals kind of ha- an old like a rivalry of our. Well, here's my thing. Here's here's kind of a a jab that happened to the Cardinals is Mikolas is down for the yeah. year. That's I mean that's a tough one to replace. Yeah, they'll they'll find. I know they'll find a way. It's the cardinal way. But, I mean, that Doesn't helps. that piss y'all off? Oh, yeah. It would, a lot. I mean, they just find another Jack Flaherty. Oh, speaking of what, did you hear about Matheny the other day at spring training? No. he's What, is he the Royals Royals skipper? manager before the game, 
a kid asked for a foul ball. He said, oh, sorry, kid, we've already given out 4,000. Really doing a great job to win over your new fans, Mike. I yeah, kind of like chode. him <laughs> for that. <laughs> we've already given away 4,000. It's not That's his money. Funny. It's not like the manager's getting docked his salary for every foul ball he gives right. out. What a dick. In spring training. Yeah. Fuck They're that juicing. kid, though. Um, like, you know, whatever. All right. So I hate kids. Now, now I'm gonna ask you this. Yeah, you, not, but you want to date a girl that has them. Not on my topics, but we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you this. Just so you think. Well, for me, it goes. It goes. Reds, Cardinals, Cubs, Cubs, Brewers, Pirates. Like. 30 games out. Yeah. Like a hysterical Miami situation. Yes. Miami will be better than the Pirates this year. I think so, too. I think that they have made some good signings Uh that will make them competitive. I think that they are going to be... like By far the worst team in that division, though. Right, but I think that there's a chance that they could be a a respectable 71-win team. Yeah. But in the sense of that's those 71 wins come completely outside of that division. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see them, but you're not going to see them get swept like you did last year. I agree. But you're going to see them like, oh, they took, they, they like, oh my God, they took two out of three from the Mets? They're okay. FC Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They, yeah. They're intermittent. They're doomed. Yeah. But could be glamorously doomed. Entertain- yeah. Right. I mean, you've got some fun pieces. Glamorously in there, doomed is me as a person. <laughs> so, okay. So we're in the same boat. And I think that the top... The the top four teams are going to be separated by four and a half games. Like, I mean, the Cubs will be, you know, or the, the Brewers will be four and a half, five and a half back. I, dude, the, I central, that fucking the Central can definitely get wacky. I think that at least one of the wild card teams is... Well, that's the other thing with the wild card. It's like, well, follow, finishing second in the Central, I mean, you still got to be better than second or third in the... East and like don't sleep on the Diamondbacks either or the Diamondbacks. I don't think that it's a sure thing that if the Reds don't win the division that they win a wild card. Right. It's like the Braves are monsters. I think they're going to win that division. The I Nationals just won the World Series. The Phillies are great. The Diamondbacks are solid. Yeah. Zach Greinke is just casually waltzing into spring training. Right. <laughs> and they got Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. We got we got uh we got Mason. You know the cowboy. The rancher. Okay, let's do that, but then I have a very hot question. For do the hot each. question. Okay, um, let's say this podcast and all of our lives happened in Houston, Texas. I'd cancel it. Would you disown yeah, how absolutely. much you love the Reds? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. You would be a fan of a different team knowing damn well you're living in Houston the rest of your life and you love baseball. Yeah, 100%. So, like... That's unforgivable. Yeah, dude. I'm not against you. I'm just curious, like, what is the temperature in the room? Okay, so... With, like, if you're a fucking guy who lives there so and you like the New Jersey, do you even buy one? I have a few friends that are Astro fans, and I've talked to them all about it, and they're all of the same opinion. They're like, man, like, we can't ever get anything right. Like, this fucking... Like, they are feeling, like... Do you abandon so def- your team over this? They're feeling... N- none of them are, like, diehard Astros fans. It's not... Okay. The same as me, you were really. But like, both they're of just you like, said, yeah. I think I would. It's like, man, like they are so. The Reds, you would. Dude, it's just you such. You give f- up on the Reds. 
It's just, man, like, fuck that. Just absolutely fuck that, man. Agreed. Like, fuck that and fuck you. Yeah. I, like, I just, it's just not okay. It's just absolutely not okay in any way. And it's like, look, if the players, if the punishments were fair, maybe, like, I'm an Astros fan. Like, you know, you both know the way I think about sports. Like, when it comes to, like, my Buckeyes or Reds or Leafs, it's like, I am. animal. I, I care a lot, but I'm also, like, realistic and I'm fair. If I'm an Astros fan, I if, if this happened to the Reds, I would say, yeah, they weren't punished enough. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, like think about it this way. Like, Joey Votto. Like, he wouldn't. But what? But he would be just as but He would have benefited just as much from it. Yeah. Like, and he and if he didn't stop it, then what kind of man is he? What kind of leader is he? Right. That's my biggest thing. It's like, I don't care. Like, that's AJ a different hit, conversation. It's how same, it happened is a different. No, conversation. no, but it's the same conversation in the sense that not in it, regards to being a fan. Yes, it is. Giving up on your team. Yes, it forever. is. To no, me, no, it no. is. To me, what it kind is. of man is a specific player? No, to it me, has it has nothing is. to do with that. Yeah, to me, it is because it's like. I'm a fan of the Reds, yes, because they're Cincinnati, but also because of the players. Like, they're good people. That's why our oldest Chapman pissed me off so much. Obviously, that happened in hindsight, but, like, if Joey Votto, like, legitimately somebody that I look at as a role model for how I conduct my business, just always grinding, always trying to be better, never settling. If somebody like Joey Votto did that, like, fuck, man, that sucks. Like, there's a whole other side of the coin for Kobe Bryant that we don't have to get into. That's a different discussion. But if Kobe Bryant's work ethic, like if he cheated somehow, if LeBron cheated somehow, like that's the same light that I look at Joey Votto in because I'm a Reds fan because that's like Joey Votto is the closest thing to Kobe Cincinnati will have. And does that team have anything close to a Joey Votto? No. The Astros? Yeah. In the sense of what it's somebody means. It's not that dramatic there. for them. It's no, but that's what you said. If it was the Reds. Yeah. Right. That's it, it wouldn't happen because of a guy like Joey Votto. But I'm Who just knows? saying, like, if... Who knows? Because you, but, but, you, Justin Verlander was on the Astros. Justin Verlander, an outspoken critic of bullshit, the biggest red ass in the game. If he doesn't stand up for it, who, like... Was he not a late addition, though? It doesn't it matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do he knew right what was happening. <clears throat> do the right thing. I can... Do player think and disagree there, but that's not no. Like I, I get it from a player's perspective, but at the For same sure. time, it's like on the human. I aspect, get it from like all the players. Like I am a fan of, the and game. I don't like. I do like that we get to watch them getting interviewed, but like I also don't like how redundant it's getting. Fuck it, dude. Let them suffer. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. If they're not gonna get punished by baseball, let them get punished by the press. So but like okay. human being, like. They uh, did it. They did, did it. it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would disown in, in a heartbeat because I would feel cheated and I wouldn't want, want to be wearing the scarlet letter of, of, of the, my professional sports team that I love and follow. I, like, the, the reason why I've always been a Reds fan is because Sean Casey, just Oh, token, man. Like, Came to my elementary school. Barry Larkin. Adam Dunn. Like, even Griffey. Ken Griffey even, fucking yeah. Jr. I have the dude tattooed on my arm. He wasn't yeah. the best, like, he wasn't, like, a guy always in public, but, like, it's Griffey. He's the, he's <laughs> from here. He's So my question here. is, though, like, would you throw out everything you own? No. The answer is no. But I wouldn't wear it. it's also not so easy. It's not. Like, I, I don't think that I would. But like, I you would see a, a dude time. in public with an Astros jersey. I know you are going to say something. Oh, I, I, are you going to say something? Yeah. Oh, 100%. oh, dude. I don't think I was. Do you want to hear about an interaction I had on this last tour? 
I had a customer in Houston wearing Astros World Series gear. And he's like, hey, man, can I get the hoodie? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, how much? I was like, what size? I'm like, he's like, all right, large. I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, how much is that? I think you just had a fucking stroke. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, 40 bucks. He goes, sorry, how much? I said, it's 40 bucks. He goes, sorry, one more time. In my tip jar, I bought like a little trash can from Walmart. And I picked it up and I grabbed my water bottle and I started banging on it. I said, so maybe this will help you understand. That $40. So and the entire line. And you were waiting for that. Oh, yeah. You and, did that for that moment. And the entire, you got it. The entire line just goes, oh, man. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. It's like, yeah, dude. It's like. Fuck man, like yeah, you give it to him, and like I, I, I don't give it to him. Like I want to talk to them about it. Like I talk to him after, but it's like, look, every single Astros fans that I know, he just except, like put threw him down to hell in front of all. Yeah, his but it was friends. funny. It was, so it was really funny. funny. Yeah, but like, so you, 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 you definitely do the joke over everything else. That's just coming from me, you know. But no, and that's like, the price you pay for saying we as a team, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, that guy says we. That's, that's he's wearing tale. a jersey in public. He's we. Yep. He's yep. not saying they. The, he's not the separating group. himself. He's uh-huh. fucking there. But dude, it's like, it's fucking embarrassing. Like, to quote our beloved hockey coach of the Lettercanny Irish, fucking embarrassing. Can either of us name him? He doesn't have a Barb's husband. Who cares? Yeah. Ten ply. Whatever. I still haven't watched it, and I know I need to watch it, so please don't get on me. Oh, boy. But, um... That's, yeah. I'm yeah. getting on you either way. I, um, I think you. it's time to round third and head for home. Yeah. Tyler, plug <laughs> it up. Um, so, <laughs> you're a Cincinnati sports fan. I curate the content and... Uh, uh, that wasn't a good lead. Who do you write for? SBISoccer.com. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I cover all of MLS, but... What else um, do you cover? I'm at every FC Cincinnati game. What about, sure the US, what about U.S. soccer? Interesting happen. I'll be there. I'll be there for U.S. soccer. What about well. women's soccer? Yeah, I'm on the Woso game. I cover it all, but I don't know what you're interested in. <laughs> you both laughed. He also loves baseball. Oh. <laughs> what are your handles? Yeah, um, Snipes Tyler on Twitter, Tyler Snipes on Instagram. It's a pain in the ass. I hate it. You'll get there one day. You'll find it. Who are either of you? Uh, wow. That now, hurts. I gotta talk to my therapist now. Uh, Sorry, I do have a podcast that's uh, getting kicked off the ground again tomorrow, and maybe Daniel will join I'll me. be there. Yeah. That'll be tight. With bells on. Yeah. yeah we'll explain that uh, there on that. Yeah. But uh, I'm Danny Samet. I work as a merch guy for bands. I just got off tour with Thrice. I'm about to be on tour with a pop artist named Lauren Sanderson. And then also for the Cincinnati listeners, I also work for a band that you may know called Foxy Shazam, and I will be at the Taft Theater slinging tees on April 11th. Uh, come on out. That's going to be fucking nuts. Uh, I just realized I plugged a show that's already sold, sold out. Sold out in 10 minutes. If you're coming, uh, it is going to be spectacular, and I'm very excited. The merch looks sick. Uh, and then also I will be <clears throat> this summer working for USA Baseball's Prospect Development Pipeline, helping elite young players realize their potential and get scouted by MLB teams. Uh, and me, four dates coming up. Here we go. I should have had my calendar ready, but guess what? I didn't. Um, coming up, 
March 20th, 3.20. Let's smoke. We have... Wait, so 3.20 the smoke? 3.20 Central Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3.20 Central Month. Yes. Um, oh, it's the Hub Showcase. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great show. Uh, probably have Lee on it. we got a few other people booked. It's going to be fantastic. Um, if you are in northern Ohio, I don't even remember where it is, um, come to that. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, Cleveland. And then March 28th, I will be at Bar 27 in Covington, so come check that out. Um, other dates, you can see Tyler and I, March 13th at Of Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, you... That, your fun, the album, yeah. is... It's a banger. It's so goddamn good. I, it's still... Yeah, whatever. We'll it's talk about that. It's fucking rules. And um, if you're out and about Friday night, we'll be out being Hot Boys. Hot Boys of OTR. And we'll be real sexy. But those and are... if you're compatible with me, you can be at that show. Or me. Oh, what? The... I, yeah, I just bought two tickets. No oh. plans yet, but I, I want to see it. Uh, wait, uh, uh, the Up Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, Alicia and I bought tickets a while ago. Yeah. So, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. Uh, I really don't have a ton of dates coming up locally, because I just featured last week in a Go Bananas, and Papa needs, like, you know, a little bit of a break from the hometown crowd. And sometimes he needs to work on new material. <laughs> he does it at open mics. Is that how you always sneeze? Just when I want to make a statement. Yeah. Okay. Um, aside from that, come to Fireside Chats every first and third Tuesday at 9.15. Every first and third Thursday at Max Pizza Pub. We've got Comedy by the Slice. Uh, they're both open mics featuring comics working or perfecting jokes. Um, working on new ones, perfecting whatever. Um, come to either one of those. It's a great time. Um, so, uh, as always... Don't hang up yet. Okay. Stay nasty. No, you can say stay nasty. I just have something I want to do. With okay, you. uh, go red legs and stay nasty. I totally killed the vibe. But, uh, yo, so I just want to workshop something <coughs> on a hot mic. Uh, Mash for the girl on Tinder. Uh, her bio says love, travel, and good reads. So I'm debating, and her song is The National. Yeah. Which she's hip. So I'm debating coming in with so good reads like a Dr. Bronner's bottle, yeah? Oh, that's real good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's now that you workshop that, such a library. Okay, answer. Yeah, just but it's... be just chill, just chill. Take fifty five percent off there. No, no, that's great. Get there, get okay. there. No, after hey, what's up, guys? No, you guys. gotta come in hot. Hey. Oh go, yeah, go, go redlegs. I said it. Manos rojos. <laughs> Stay nasty. Stay. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 